I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey guys, we are here today for the Hollywood Life podcast. And we've got a very special, very accomplished guest here today. But before I introduce her, let me intro you to my co-anchor, Ali Stagnita. Hey, Ali, how you doing? Good. Hi, Bonnie. Um, yes, such a accomplished guest today. I'm Bonnie. She's a fellow Canadian, as you are, which I know oh. you love the Canadians. <laughs> um, and so we're really excited to chat with her today. Um, Bonnie, I will let you introduce our special guest. Thank you. Well, she has been Emmy and Golden Globe Award nominated many times and starred in TV shows and films that you've all seen. And we are so lucky to have her here today and to talk about her big film opening right now. Welcome, Gloria Rubin. Hey. Hi. Hi. <laughs> Hi. Thanks, Bonnie, for that. Thanks for that nice introduction, my fellow Canadian slash. Yeah. American. American. <laughs> well, yes. And the thing is, we're not just both Canadians. We're both from Toronto. Okay. And um, I think you studied at the Royal on what that's the rock. What's it called? The Royal Conservatory. Was that uh, it? Of music for piano. That's right. Yeah. So I've walked by there many, many times. Very cool. So lovely to have you here today. Thank and you. listen, you've got a really, um, big and exciting film opening mm -hmm. and it's um you know it's it's oh it well it opened on friday the 13th which is very appropriate since it is kind of a sci-fi thriller that's a little scary at least i think <laughs> yes yes it's called firestarter so Tell us, like, why did you decide to undertake this film project? Well, uh, the original is such an iconic film, you know, Stephen King's um, Firestarter from a few decades ago. And um, with that kind of IP and that kind of fan base and that kind of storytelling, it was uh, definitely, um, this story in particular uh, was, um, you know, it was a no-brainer, if you will. When I had heard that they were looking to cast uh, the role of Captain Hollister in a different way, completely different way. You know, oh, Martin Sheen did the original. And so they were open to... Oops. Uh-oh. She froze. Yeah. <laughs> we lost yeah. you there for a second. Oh, okay. Um, so maybe yeah. they were recasting the captain in a different way. And you can start there. So when I heard that they were recasting the role of, of Captain Hollister in... A completely different way. Of course, Martin Sheen played the original and for the remake, they were open to uh, male or female and any ethnicity, et cetera. And after I read the script, I was very much interested. I, um, 
you know, met with Keith Thomas, the director, and we bounced our, you know, I told him my kind of, I shared my perspective with him on the role and um, how I kind of saw the possibilities for Captain Hollister, the, the different levels of psychological and um, emotional um, complexities that, that could be a possibility because there is so much space. You know, there's a lot of unwritten stuff about her, which is great because it leaves open the opportunity to, to fill in the blanks creatively. And he and I saw eye, eye to eye on that. And um, yeah, and here we are. Friday, May the 13th, opening perfect day for it. <laughs> Absolutely perfect. And, you know, why did, um, did Keith Thomas, the director, and Blumhouse, the production company, feel that it was time to do a remake of Firestarter, which actually starred Drew Barrymore, who we, we I just saw this week at a Power of Women luncheon. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know what inspired them to do this. You know, I, I can't really say um, what their motivations were, but, um, you know, timing is everything. And I think the timing is perfect for this kind of remake because it has been a minute. And, um, you know, there are certainly fans of the original that uh, will love this new take. And they're obviously, you know, mega fans for decades of, of Stephen King's work that, have not seen the original or, or, you know, maybe they did in passing or whatever and are anxious to see this uh, new take on, on this great story. And, you know, we honor the original in a couple of fundamental ways in terms of this testing that was done, you know, this whole secret government agency, the shop, quote unquote, mm -hmm. if you will, Captain Hollister's work there and the uh, experiments on um, these young people to try to kind of create and harness this kinetic energy. Um, so there are certainly uh, ways, uh, a couple of fundamental ways that we tie in the previous, the original to, uh, to this remake. It's great. And it's really scary. And Keith is a terrific director in that he has a great way of, of combining, you know, psychological, emotional um, uh, complexities with suspense and with the thrill and with the horror. Um, so yeah, and with these special effects, of course, are awesome. It's great. It's a great movie. And did you look to Martin Sheen's character at all and want anything that, and bring anything into Captain Hollister that he did that maybe you wanted to? No, no not really. I mean, I don't think any, you know, you can't, not you can't, but that, that's certainly not how I went about it. You know, the role is written mm. differently and it's a, it's, um, I think every actor would, would, you know, do their own thing kind yeah. of thing. Um, but, um, you know, needless to say, it, it was great to, I rewatched it a, a, before we started filming. So just to kind of, you know, it's interesting because obviously at that time, you know, it's like the Star Wars thing, you know, the special effects are so kind of, you know, wonderfully goofy to look at. Yeah. <laughs> but at, for the time it was pretty darn good, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, but Martin Sheen, of course, is always extraordinary in everything. Um, yeah, so. Well, for, for those of our listeners and viewers who aren't aware of the story, it's about a, a couple of young people who participated in an experiment took it, when they were in college, I guess, and took an experimental drug that this, gov this secret government agency, the shop, gave them because it wanted to see 
uh, what it would do and would it help to enhance or give them kind of supernatural powers of, of some kind. And they end up marrying and having a daughter and she really gets these supernatural powers and has an ability to create fires. And then the shop tries to track them down and wants to use the daughter to, to harness her powers and of course use it for, of course, use it for evil, right? Oh, you know, it's it's not, see, that's the thing. That's the um that's the 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 great thing about Stephen's work. It's like it's it's not as simple as, you know, good and bad or good and evil kind of thing. Do you know what I mean? There's more complexity to it. I mean, it's it's to be it, it, um, if the shop were to, you know, lasso Charlie, if you will, and, you know, obviously that would mean do more experiments on her, et cetera, but it wouldn't be to do evil things. It would be to do things to protect the country. Mm -hmm. like there, that's a different way well, to, oh, really? I mean, how many things are done in today's time to protect the country? Right. Well, is that Captain Hollister's perspective? <laughs> Well, I'm not going to say. I'm just saying that that's kind of you know, <laughs> there's the there's the possibility for complexity. It makes it, you know, it's 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 um it's just much more interesting. I think you know, I mean, in the story for sure, as a performer, no question about it. And look, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to. This is a this is storytelling. You know, I mean, there certainly are. In the best writing, it's not as one or the other. Mm -hmm. it, again, is this space for humanity, which is when it comes down to it, we all have, you know, part of ourselves that maybe, you know, given the certain circumstance, we might not do things that are necessarily the best thing. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make us evil, or maybe it does. Yeah. For some, mm -hmm. You know, when I, I'm not going to, you know, but um, when it comes to storytelling, and particularly, again, with, with, with uh, this story and with Stephen King's writing is you can, it's just so multi-layered, right? Like when you think about The Shining or when you think about misery, it's another one of my great, with, with this woman, with Annie, this nurse who is just totally, you know, evil. Well, she does pretty evil, you know, extremely disturbing things. But why? Why is she doing that? Like what happened to her? Right. So she's doing what she's doing now, you know? So therein lies the fun to be able to kind of dig a little deeper and, and either make your own conclusions or if it's on the page, then obviously it's on the page. But if not, then it's so much fun to just kind of make a decision. Oh, that's why. And then run with it. Mm -hmm. And um, people are so excited about this the, the cast of this movie as well, Zac Efron. Um, people are such fans of him. And now there's all these viral TikToks that are, have me laughing, being like, Zac Efron is playing a dad. Yeah, how weird is that? <laughs> I know. It was so weird to I, me. Right. Well, I saw an interview that he did uh, recently with Ryan and he was mentioning the same thing and he was laughing about it. He was like, imagine that, he's playing a dad. It's playing a dad of after all this time from yeah. high school musical days um where he played the son and <laughs> exactly the basketball star um but uh, what was it like being just on the set and, and filming did you film in the midst of the pandemic um and was it you know how, how was that for you it was in the midst of the pandemic it was last uh early um uh, let me see now when was it last summer 
um, and we filmed just outside of Hamilton. And so the lockdowns were, or the quarantine was still um, happening. Hamilton, Ontario? Mm -hmm. Even though, you know, if you, even if you were vaccinated, double vaccinated, still the Canadian law was you had to quarantine. Oh to yeah. So um, that was fun. <laughs> You uh, can tell it was fun. <laughs> and then, um, you know, but so, um, you know, thank goodness everything went smoothly. No one, everybody stayed COVID negative and all of that. And the, the filming was smooth in that regard. And, um, and we, I filmed all of my work within a few days. So it was like literally two days after I left quarantine. It was, okay, great. I can go outside and go for a run. Uh, yeah, and then I have, you know, four or five days of 18 hour days ahead and it was like, bam, it was, it was almost like not going for a swim for three years. And then all of a sudden you're in a riptide. You're like, okay, <laughs> no problem. Yes, help. <laughs> oh my no, God, let's um, leave. I shouldn't even say that actually, that's no joke. Riptides are not, are no joke. But, um, you know, on the set was great. Zach was terrific. I, in Michael Gray eyes. Fantastic, Kurtwood Smith, all of these. Uh, Ryan was amazing. Thankfully, the way that the schedule worked out is that my last days of filming, um, the, you know, my last chunk of, of, of work was um, the, the last scenes that I'm in in the film. So that was very helpful. You know, you could kind of build up to that instead of the end of the scene or rather the end of the movie on the first day. Right. Which, of course, happens all the time. Right, so, which can happen. And that must be very difficult. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tricky, um, but in this case, it was great that there was that natural progression, especially because since I, you know, literally was because of the quarantine, was thrown uh, into the deep end. Boy, this is thing about water. What? Like, you know, like jumped into the deep end with it. Um, but Keith, again, Keith Thomas was terrific. He was so, as with every any shoot, you know, time is of the essence. But he was, you would never know from Keith because he was so calm all the time. Could talk to him about ideas or what was working or blocking or anything. And he just would have these conversations. He was not stressed about it. And as it always goes, you know, it starts from the top. And he was a real a terrific, terrific director to work with. And yeah, I know he's a great guy too. And he's just so talented. And I just, you know, just really over the moon excited for him as well. I know it's a big deal to go from now, the first film that he did was a was a thriller, a suspenseful thriller. It scared the, the Jesus out of me. <laughs> and then Firestarter was his next thing. So it's a big deal. There's a lot of pressure, but he handled it extremely well. And and I really I'm over the moon excited for him and hope this does really well for him, for everybody, of course. For those who are fans and have seen the first film and maybe even read the novel, are there going to be some surprises? in this version of Firestarter? Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, there certainly would be, uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, you know, again, it honors the fundamentals, but yes, there, there, are, there are some surprises, yeah. I mean, you know, you have to keep, it's like, it's a remake, right? So you have to kind of make it fresh and, and current, but at the same time, you know, um, Again, the threads of honoring what was originally there and in the book as well. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with plush care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Now, you also um, are starring in The First Lady on Showtime as Valerie Jarrett, um, one of President Barack Obama's um, close counterparts um, within his administration. Um, and, and Michelle Obama's there. They're very close. Yes. Too. Yes. Um, tell us a little bit about taking on that role and, and you know, playing somebody who's very close in history, like, you know, less than 10 years ago. Right. Well, um, I played Condi Rice as well in the play and David Hicks play Stuff Happens at the Public here in New York City. So, um, I mean, obviously different people, but yeah. um, very different her. political spectrums. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But I know, not I know, but there's something, you know, very unique about taking on uh, the, a role of, of someone who is still on the planet and, and very, very recent. Um, Val, Valerie Jarrett, I've always, you know, she's known the Obamas since Chicago days. She's the, yeah. I like to say that she's the one who discovered the Obamas. If you right. Know. So, and her being uh, President Obama's, former President Obama's chief of staff for eight years says a lot. And she now currently runs the um, Obama Foundation. So that is a real reflection of their trust and faith in her. Yeah. Um, the First Lady's terrific series, you know, on Showtime. And, and when I was asked to play Val, I just, Val, like we're friends. Yeah. When I was asked to play Valerie, I thought, absolutely, of course, I would love to. Obviously, you know, playing with uh, playing alongside Viola Davis and a terrific director. Again, another great director, Suzanne Beer, and great cast, and just the whole premise of these, you know, three ladies. And I'm curious to see what happens over the next how many seasons that they do. But yeah, that was definitely, yeah, great. No problem. Would love to do it. Um, filmed in Atlanta, it was during the pandemic. So, but again, we did knock wood. We did uh, pretty well with that in that regard. And I remember, sorry, I'm fighting some allergies here. So I'm a little scratchy. And I remember, um, I remember the first time that I, uh, you know, had the Valerie Jair has Valerie has you know very, especially at that time, very specific kind of haircut. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you know, I have a lot of hair, a lot of curly hair, and somehow it fit under that wig. <laughs> but when we had that wig on and then you know one of the suits we're just kind of doing a test what have you and the glasses she always has these you know uh, bold colored glasses it was kind of a kind of uh, you know maybe not so I, I assume still but kind of a trademark of hers is those kind of bold the bold solid bold colors and just really you know and that haircut just I just love her. She's just, she's great. So yeah, it was a lot of fun. And it's been exciting to see that series as well. Yeah, I think it's it's wonderful that that, that series exists. Mm-hmm. Have you met Valerie Jarrett? I did a long time ago um, when President Obama was in office. Yeah, so that was a while ago. But, you know, I, I, I didn't contact her before doing this part. I did read her autobiography because, you know, well, obviously for research, but, um, and her relationship with the Obamas, I, which I had known quite a bit about to begin with, but I, I wasn't familiar with her formative years, where and how she grew up. Mm-hmm. So as with all of us, you know, those years kind of dictate, not dictate, but they are the foundation and the, 
the kind yeah. of lift off, if you will, as shaping um, who we are as we grow into adults. And that was really a fascinating read about her her life. So yeah, it was great fun to film that last year. And it's kind of the timing of it all is really quite amazing, do you know, that because I didn't know when Firestarter was coming out, nor did I know when the First Lady was coming out. They were both shot over, like a year ago. And here we are. And then beginning of this year, I reconnected with my former ER star, Eric LaSalle, and we did this great rom-com for Hallmark, which was a big hit. So that aired in February. Well, what's, and, and what's the name of that, the rom-com? A Second Chance at Love. And we play this married couple who, you know, reconnect or divorce and they reconnect via dating app and there's I just kind of like told the whole story but um but <laughs> it was great it was it was fun it was like there's laughter and you know dancing and romance and I was sex and it was like great so you know rom-com Valerie Jarrett thriller horror movie all within four or five months five months wow yeah that really shows like it's incredible versatility your incredible versatility as an actress to tackle all those different genres and characters. Yeah, thank you for saying that. Yeah, as I think about it, it's like, gosh, yeah. And it was fun, it's all been fun. Even with Firestarter, it was fun. I mean, when I saw, I'm actually going to the movies a little bit later today to watch it on the big screen, mm. um, which I'm really excited about. Um, Cause there's nothing like watching it, you know, movie in the theater, there's just nothing like it. It just, it's just nothing like it. Um, but, um, you know, when I watched the movie Firestarter on my laptop, you know, when I got a link to the movie a few months ago and I watched it, I was, I remember thinking, oh my gosh, I can't wait to see this on the big screen because it's going to be so awesome. And I remember, you know, when you see something that you've worked on, you see the final product and or close to the final product and it kind of reminisce about working on those scenes and what happened that day and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, the editing, and it's interesting they chose that. Mm -hmm. This is how my brain works anyway. It was interesting they chose that part from that take in that scene. Like, I remember everything. Mm. It makes it a little crazy, but, you know, everything. But, um, yeah, so, um, and I remember thinking as I was watching the movie, um, how much fun it really was. How much fun it was to do this kind of role, something ex like different than anything I've ever done, anything I've ever done. And Bonnie, you'll know what I mean when I say this, the whole nice Canadian girl, no, no, no. <laughs> There's no more of that after Firestarter. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, check it out. I'm not, I'm not joking. Want will have a conversation after you see the film. It'll be like, <laughs> No, because I'm sure even Canadian military are like, oh, did I step on your toe? Oh, it's sorry. Embarrassing. sorry. I'm not kidding. It's embarrassing. I mean, you got to be embarrassed. The dollar coin is a loony, and then the $2 coin is a toonie. I mean, are you kidding? <laughs> what do we do to ourselves? Come on, people. International food is like is Tim Horton coffee and donuts. <laughs> I don't even take it anymore. Oh my gosh. So you, you're a hard ass in this. You're, you tapped into that spicy side of things. Multi-layered. I tapped into that multi-layered exactly. And it, yeah. to a place where I haven't had the joy of going to before, do you know? Yeah. At least on screen anyway. So. Well, you know, Versatility is really, you know, a kind of a, a signature of your career because, you know, as well as acting, you're a wonderful singer. Um, 
you sang backup for Tina Turner. <laughs> so cool. I did. Yes, and I did. You're a jazz singer. Yeah. Three records. Yeah, I still sing. It's uh, music was my first love. Always, it always will be my. It's always a go-to for me. It's no question about it. Mm-hmm. Nothing more uh, pure and vulnerable than singing. What was it like um, working with Tina Turner? I actually saw Tina Turner like really before she became a huge star when she had uh, escaped uh, from her you know, terrible marriage and she was playing at the Royal York Hotel in the Imperial Room. Do you oh remember that? Do you remember the Imperial Room at the Royal York? Uh, I've, I, I don't know if I've ever been there, but I left Toronto pretty early, but of course I remember the Royal York, but you saw her there? Yes. Wow. That's amazing. Um, yeah, it was great. I mean, going on tour with her for you know the uh, US uh, Canada leg uh, was amazing. It's like, unlike anything else, do you know? It's like, I mean, it's incredible. You can't even explain it. It just, it's everything. It's exhausting. It's, 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 exhilarating it's it was mind-blowing it was exciting it was it was amazing Gloria you have um as you touched on before like you this was kind of a new character for you in Firestarter and and you've gotten to do a lot of different roles is there a story that you are really wanting to still tell or a genre that you'd really like to still explore yes there is, mm-hmm. and I'm working on it. Oh, okay. <laughs> Are you? Is it something that you yourself would direct? I'm working on it. I'll just, just stay tuned. Stay there. Stay tuned. I like that. <laughs> I like that. And you've also written a a, a book um, about growing up and about your family. Um, you were one of six siblings. And are you planning to write again or, you know, tell us about writing a book? Yeah, I wrote a book in honor of my two brothers who've passed mm. called My Brother's Keeper mm. with the apostrophe at the end of the S mm-hmm. for David Dennis. And so it's an honor of, of them and for them. And I do touch on, you know, again, the formative years and the house where we grew up. And yes, I am working on a, a full autobiography. It's taking... Wow. Sometime, I mean, I have been busy otherwise, which I'm grateful for, but also, you know, this kind of work um, takes time. I'm writing every single word as I did in my first, in my brother's keeper, no ghostwriter, no, none of that. So, um, yeah. Is there anything else that you're working on or coming up for you that you want to, uh, wanted to tease or tell us about? Um, well, there are a couple of things circling right now, if you will. Um, so I don't want to, you know, give it away. Yeah, exactly. I know I'm I'm not being, you know, vague or anything. I just, you know, we'll see what lands and the other things that I'm working on. I don't like to, it's like kind of, it's like, you know, taking the bread out of the oven too soon, not ready to talk about it yet. Mm -hmm. When it's ready, then, then it's ready. It's still baking. Come back. Then you'll come back on the podcast and we'll have you here again to talk about it. I will come back on the, oh yeah, for sure. Believe me. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Definitely. And you know, all being well. Yes. 
It's something that I've been working on for a long time. This is often the case in this business. I mean, it's certainly nothing unusual for people to say, you know, I've been working on this for 10 years. Mm -hmm. It's like, yeah, that's exactly what's going on right now. So, yeah, I have a lot of um, very, very, very lucky. I know how lucky I am because I know countless number of people who work as hard as I do or harder. And um, you know, I know how lucky to have the, you know, the creative abundance. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I'm really, really grateful for that. And I also know when you ask, you know, things that I want to tell, the stories that I want to tell, I know the ones that I do want to tell. And I mean, no one, I don't mean to sound macabre by any means. No one knows how long we have, you know, but I know the story too in particular, two stories that I want to tell and I must tell. So, um, yeah, so I'll just keep doing what I'm doing. And um, wow, I'll just keep doing what I'm doing and say, keep saying, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know, cause that's a big deal saying thank you. You know, 2020 for all of us was, <laughs> it still is a nightmare for many of us, um, this pandemic. Mm-hmm. No question about it. It was like, um, I had to rise from the ashes for sure. And um, really, really, really blessed and lucky to be able to continue to do so. So I'm going to continue to work hard, continue to enjoy these moments and celebrate when it's time to celebrate, you know? Mm-hmm. And like this afternoon, I'm going to see an early show. Like literally, it's going to be like a five o'clock show, which is great. Have dinner afterwards with my girlfriends, going to a five o'clock show, watching Firestarter. <laughs> I mean, how amazing is that? Yeah. Are you kidding me? I'll be like, oh my gosh, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> that's me in a way you've never seen me before. Like, I'm going to scare myself. I scared myself. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that is fun. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Everybody needs to go to see you and be scared by you. (laughs) And Firestarter, which has hit the big screen, Stephen King's novel and um, new remake. It sounds incredible. Uh, Allie and I are going to go and have to hit the movie theaters and see it too. And thank you so much for coming on our Hollywood Life podcast today. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. And just FYI, for those who may not be able to make it to the theaters or, you know, for whatever reason, are not able to get into the theaters, you can stream it on Peacock as well. Yeah. 
Perfect. Amazing. Oh, I, I, I'm going to, I may watch it tonight then. <laughs> I don't know if I can get out, but I would love to see it. I love it. And also um, the first lady on Showtime, um, new episodes are coming out every Sunday, I believe. Yes, that's correct. Amazing. Well, thank you so much again for joining us, Gloria. We will talk to you again when those new projects come out um, because we are really excited for you and to see you continue to do what you do so well. Thank you, ladies. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. All the best. Huh? Enjoy Bye. your time tonight. Thank you. I will. <laughs> All right. See you later. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.